0: Hello and welcome to Experience Share. It's a Pokemon podcast starring me, Tanksicroak. Toxicroak, a.k.a. Tanner Grinring, and I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Josh Blim.
1: Drift Blim. Ugh, gross.
0: Yes, two gross Pokemon who are now a part of the, I think, Elite Four. Toxicroak's
1: got a little something to him.
0: I ran a Toxicroak. I don't think I had a lot of fun with him. I mean, I never have fun with any Poison-type. Poison-type are just so bad <laughs> this is the guy
1: who's still <laughs> running a garbador
0: i know but he's a pile of garbage i have to <laughs> I have to i don't have a choice
1: i have to say i've been editing the because you know we're in a different timeline than all of you bug catchers yeah i've been editing episode uh six today and we did a lot of talking about darmanitan and uh Whimsy Scott, Whimsicott, Musharma, Dwebble. Anyway, there are a lot of ones that you cast aside that definitely would be good. I mean, maybe you're happy with your team now, but I know you've been complaining about it. At this point, it was like, I thought about it this
0: week because I was like, man, maybe I should bring back, specifically, I thought maybe I should bring back Whimsy Scott. But then I was like, I don't want to sit and put the levels in. (laughs) Yeah. I don't want to level up these Pokemon from whatever, 25 to 70.
1: So I'm I'm just stuck with the team I got, you know? I get that. I w- actually debated replacing Samurott. I'm not liking this thing. I'm eating my words on this Mon. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But like, I'm so deep into this fucking thing. Exactly.
0: Sure, Garbodor sucks, but he's at level <laughs> 70. So like, what am I supposed to do? Like, I'm committed. It's sunk cost fallacy yeah. at work here, where it's like, well, I just got to keep putting effort into this piece of shit. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, this is a Pokemon podcast. We play through each Pokemon game gym by gym, week by week. We are playing through Pokemon Black and White right now. And Josh, we are almost done, aren't we? That's right. We have defeated the Elite Four with uh, Tony last week. And now we're back in the post game. And (laughs) these games, Black and White, have so much dang post game that we decided to split Chasing Waterfalls into two different episodes. That's right. So... This episode, we're going to be hunting down all of the seven sages and then going and re-challenging the Elite Four and champion Alder. And then next week, we will do sort of the more typical uh, Chasing Waterfalls
1: fair. Yeah, because technically, this is the episode where we're beating the Elite Four.
0: Right. We haven't actually beaten the game yet. They rolled credits too soon last
1: week because we never took on the champion. He got upended by a giant castle that sprung forth from the earth
0: god they dismantled that thing that so quickly best of us yeah
1: what the hell <laughs>
0: <laughs> i went back
1: this week and
0: and uh the whole dang thing was gone
1: where did it go i don't know i guess it was poorly constructed because as we know enslaved pokemon were forced to build it right is that true yeah did we know that <laughs> one of the grunts said that they forced pokemon to build it it's
0: probably a bunch of girders well they didn't do
1: that kind of a job Apparently.
0: They're Pokemon. What do you expect? Right. <laughs> Joshua, we start our journey in Town because at the end of the last episode, credits rolled. Right. And our save games just plopped us right back in our rooms in Novema Town. Novema? Novema november you do what you always do in a post game sequence and you head downstairs and talk to mommy right she's right where you left her right where you expect her to be and here's what i was expecting i was expecting to go downstairs and talk to mommy and she was like oh are you having fun on your adventures let me heal your pokemon for you because that's what she always says right (laughs) but she didn't say that this week did she what'd she say she said i'm not your mom I'm i'm (laughs) known Interpol, i'm the (laughs) i'm the police (laughs) yeah looker she does you know she does pretend to be your mom for a moment
1: yeah but then she reveals that she is not for a second i was like oh this is great like pokemon company kudos 2011 i'm raised by two moms that's great right but then one of them just turns out to be straight man one of
0: them is looker who we were introduced to in the last. Jen.
1: Yeah, he is an Interpol agent and he is always tracking down criminal syndicates. Yep. And I'm looking at his Bulbapedia page. Does it actually say on Bulbapedia that he's an Interpol agent? Well, he introduces himself as being part of the International Police, which is Does Interpol. <laughs> and yeah, it's on well. Bulbapedia as well. But do you know what his name is in the Japanese version? Um no. Handsome <laughs> the translation of the japanese name is simply because oh, he's a looker. handsome yeah he's a looker. i always assumed looker was like he's looking <laughs> he's, i know but he's not that's what i thought too <laughs> and then i was just curiously like looking it up right now and uh apparently and then you look at his illustration here and uh he could get it can he yeah i mean even his little overworld sprite he seems pretty handsome he's sort of like a sexy inspector gadget <laughs>
0: I just googled Looker as though that was gonna like d- do it for me. <laughs> yeah, as though there weren't like an entire data management platform called Looker. Uh, that I'm an expert. Well, again, okay. <laughs> I you. didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, if you need, a, if any one of the bug catchers needs help with Looker, uh, yeah, I know, I know my way around Looker.
1: <laughs> I can help you out with Looker. Is what I mean. If you know what I mean. <laughs> he
0: is handsome, and he um, he is an in Interpol, huh?
1: Yeah, Interpol exists. So South America exists, Guyana exists, yep. Russia exists, Africa exists, and the international police exist. Is what? How we do know. you
0: think one joins Interpol? It's an international organization. It doesn't belong to anyone, right? No, it's extra, extranational. Is that a thing? Did I make that up? I actually am not sure. Interpol. How does one join Interpol? Can I be an Interpol? I guess you have to probably be. An officer of the law, which I am
1: not. Uh, I mean, that's where I would start. Right.
0: <laughs> uh, I am not interested in being an off- officer of the law.
1: Yeah, I'm. I'm not interested. Um, I
0: remember there was a band called Pole. I wonder if they're still around.
1: Yeah, they are. They're. Oh,
0: around. they're on. They're on tour right now.
1: I've seen them a few times. Have you? Yeah, they're sort of a. Uh... Turn on the bright lights is one of the best albums of the 2000s. I mean, here's the thing.
0: Here's what I'm going to do for you. I've definitely heard Interpol songs, but it's been so long that I don't know if I remember what they're like. And I'm going to now guess at what I remember Interpol being. And here's what it is. Okay. And I think this is going to drive you crazy what I'm about to say.
1: I'm not going to love it.
0: My impression of Interpol, I'm going to say 15 years after I've heard the last Interpol song. Jesus is that Interpol is like the killers, but a little bit harder and a little bit like techno
1: No, the the last part's wrong. I would they're say they de- no. they're harder rock than the killers. Okay. The killers most recent two albums, which are excellent, by the way, killers yeah. are back on the map. Oh, they yeah. had a they pandemic have, never, resurgence. Oh, they're,
0: their genre on, on Wikipedia is listed as post punk revival.
1: Interpol. They're pretty hard, huh? joy division interpol is is heavier than the killers i would say i
0: mean that's what i said but i but also the, added but then the, you said the, the techno thing which yeah
1: is, that's probably. wrong you yeah. were right on the first part actually but then you were wrong all right well
0: whatever i'm gonna i'm gonna revisit interpol after we're done here tonight good band maybe run turn on the bright lights again i think you should like i used to back in 2002 when i was 17 <laughs> a, a lifetime literally half my life ago <laughs> you were what you were like six
1: uh <laughs> it was one of i guess i was like uh 12? 13 or 14 13? when it came out that was one of my that was like it came out right when i started being able to like you know learn how to drive oh right so that was one of my classic driving around brooding albums
0: yeah i didn't learn how to drive until i was 19 Wow, Humble, and right? get my license until i was 19 Uh, Before that, my friend Jim, who you've met, drove me everywhere. I just listened to whatever Jim would listen to. And Jim always listened to Hall & Oates' greatest hits. I think it was like stuck in his CD player or something. Jesus Christ.
1: So that's all we listened to. It was great. It's all we needed, you know? Hey, you can't go wrong with Hall & Oates. I mean, I would probably get over it at that point, but... (laughs) yeah so we end up in Nuvemma town
0: looker's there he reveals himself he whips off his mask and he says I'm not your mother I'm looker the Interpol agent and I want you to go hunt down the rogue agents of plasma team plasma who are still at large because there the seven was seven sages the seven sages there's like the shadow trifecta there's like all these plasma agents still active yeah so he equips us with everything we need to go and hunt down the seven sages uh, one super rod. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> Which even your actual mom is like, and how does the super rod serve him <laughs> in this search? Yeah. And he's like, it does nothing at all. Yeah. And then he just walks away. Yeah.
0: Looker's <laughs> a, a funny guy. They
1: they phoned it in on that uh, super rod delivery on this Looker's got that game. super rod.
0: It doesn't work as well with super rod. as good. He rod. does have
1: that super rod. Yeah based on the Japanese translation
0: uh, so then you make your way north and the very first sage we're gonna hunt down is the closest one to Nuvema town now we can surf yes west from route one to find our way to route 18
1: the setup is essentially that you go back to all of your old haunts right. so you kind of retrace all of your steps. From the beginning Except now of the game. you have strength and fly yeah. and, and... You got the HMs you need to... Surf and everything. ...find where these sages are hiding, yep. which is, like, slightly out of the way on each of these routes. Right, yeah. First one we
0: encounter is uh, kind of in the water route area of this game. Route yeah, this 18. is Route
1: 18. That's, like, west from Route 1. And this is the thing that I did episodes ago. And now I'm realizing that, like... They wanted you to do it now. Yeah, but at the same time, I when I did it, all the mon that I fought from the trainers and the wild Pokemon were all like you know level twenty something. Oh, right. So it was useful then, and it wouldn't have been useful now. But it's built into the story now, which is very, again very confusing. It's like it is confusing because it should just be they are they all level fucking fifty Pokemon now. But
0: like what's weird is like some of them do like you go back to some of these places and there are level like.
1: Oh yeah! One of of these sages had like level 60s Pokemon, like Pokemon in the 60s. Well, the basement of the Dream Yard has right; it's fully fully leveled, tough
0: ass Pokemon. Yeah, yeah. Um, But no, Route 18 is not is not that. Route 18 is just Route 18, and it's got like it's got currents, it's got water that will kind of push you around, and you gotta find your way through the maze, and uh, eventually make your way to a little island on the far side of route 18 yeah. where you find rude rude the first of the seven sages who you need to apprehend why why can't
1: looker do this it's, he's the fucking interpol agent i mean cuz the everybody in poke on poke earth is always outsourcing their jobs to children I'm not a cop i guess they never outlawed child labor right or police impersonation can i say about all these sages say it they're all like Super high and or depressed. Oh yeah.
0: They they just sort of like you so you go up to these sages, you expect a battle. Yeah. Or like, you know, expect some kind of resistance. But they don't. There's no battle. I mean they're one like of depressed. them has a couple of like grunts, <laughs> but for the most part, they're just like, yeah, they're like wistful. Like they're like Lamenting their lives. Rude is like standing on the beach, like staring out at the water, and like they have these little like mini monologues. Uh Rude says the ability to understand the minds and needs of others. This is an ability that everyone needs to survive. My lord N is a kind and excellent person who understands the heart of Pokemon, but conversely, perhaps
1: his ability to understand the hearts and feelings of people is not developed enough. Oh, I like that you recorded some quotes. That's usually my thing, and I did not do that this time. I just
0: wanted to capture a little bit of their essence, because to your point, they're all just sort of emo. You know? They're very sad. They're sad that Getsus got defeated. Yeah. Some of them are more sad than others. A lot of them are like sad that Getsis like crumbled so quickly. Like the jig is up. A lot of them are still like pining after N. They saw him as like the great savior. Right. Some of them are completely disillusioned with with uh, Team Plasma entirely. Most of them give you uh, a, a TM too. Oh yeah. Rude gives you TM32, which is a double team. Fine. And then once he does that... Looker pops out of the bushes and says, You're under arrest. Rude. Rude.
1: Here's something that's rude. You're under You're arrest. Under arrest. Yeah. That, 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 there it is. I was trying to figure that out.
0: So then you surf your way back east towards Route 1. You make your way back north towards the Dream Yard, one of our first uh, destinations in this game where I caught my, my little baby Mana.
1: Mana, Mana, Mana. Mana. That's
0: good. Yeah. At the Dream Yard, you can finally, like, maneuver around a little bit. You can get inside. You can go down to the basement, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Previously, it was, it was blocked.
1: Dreamyard is pretty festive now. Yeah. Like, you can go into the basement, and then there's a bunch of psychics who are all, like, running around, and you kind of have to actually, like, trick them into fighting you. Yeah, they run <laughs> from you. Yeah.
0: If you walk into their path, rather than, like you know, triggering them to come fight you, they will run
1: away from you. So you have to do like some maneuvering to get them to battle you. And then scientists as well. So everyone is trying to like figure out this dream mist situation or they're just fucking just toasted.
0: Right, right, right. They come here to, to unwind. <laughs> yeah. After a long day. Um, does I, I don't know if this is true of all suburbs, but since I moved to the suburbs last summer, something I've noticed is the central Connecticut area is full of two kinds of things. Okay. The first of which is oxygen bars. Okay. Where people can go just go like huff oxygen. And I don't know if that like lifts you or what, but...
1: I'm huffing o- oxygen right now. Yeah, me right too. Now.
0: Me too. It's, it's fine. You know, I'm sure I'd be pretty displeased if I weren't huffing <laughs> yeah. oxygen. But I don't like love it. Yeah, people just go huff oxygen here. It's nothing to write home about um, and the other one is sensory deprivation tanks. Jesus, God. There's just, like, places, like, in the mall where you can just go and, like, lay down in a saline tank for a while. Just be alone with your with your thoughts, you know? <laughs> Sounds like a nightmare.
1: Yeah, I'm not interested in alone that. Alone with my thoughts?
0: No, thank you. I don't... I put on a podcast to, like, walk to the car, you know? Like, I do not ever want to be alone with my thoughts. It's terrifying. That is a nightmare to me. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's very, like, it's very hip in uh, the suburbs of Connecticut to get high on oxygen and then deprive your senses. I don't know why.
1: You know what I'm excited about is that in that law that passed where weed is going to be legal in New York yeah. State, yeah, New York City got the Amsterdam-style clause where we're going to have lounges. Ooh, that sounds nice. Yeah, I think because they were like, well, tourism is fucked here. With the pandemic, we got to bring everyone back. Except everywhere else has legal weed now too. So does- well, yeah, but most has it. Do any other states or uh, I guess cities specifically do the lounge where you'd go in uh, and you buy I don't weed so. and no. like hang out? No, I don't think so.
0: That would be fun though. I would do that with friends. Well, I don't know if I smoked. If I smoked weed, I would. This is a PG podcast. Yeah,
1: that's a lot better than a freaking oxygen bar. <sighs>
0: That sounds like fun. You're gonna have so much fun in your little weed lounge.
1: Yeah. Well, you can come down.
0: Your little den.
1: I do like dens.
0: Last time I was in a lounge like that, it was in Amsterdam, in like 2009. Yeah. And I was staying in a hostel with three British people, uh, who were so horny. It was two. <laughs> That's what they're known for. Two men and a, and a woman, and both of the men just kept trying to get it on with the woman. They were so horny. They wanted to keep going to the red light district, which I didn't because uh, sex is scary. Right. But we did go to one of those lounges and then I did get hit by a car. Uh, The two things are unrelated. Okay. Um, A a very nice Dutch gentleman got out of his car and he started speaking Dutch at me and I was like, I'm good. I'm good. Thank you. (laughs) And walked back to (laughs) my hostel
1: and slept it off. Normally I would ask if you were okay but obviously you were okay. fine
0: yeah i think he maybe dislocated my knee or something it really it hurt a lot and it hurt so much that i just went home and slept for about 24 hours straight and when i woke up i was capable
1: of putting weight on my leg again so who needs doctors You just limp back over to one of those lounges man and you're good once you're i mean there. i
0: think i was on my way to the van Gogh museum which is what they call it oh in
1: that museum bangs. the netherlands yeah yeah
0: it's a good time over there. They have fun.
1: Yeah, they know what they're doing. Uh, what are we doing? Dream yard. Yeah. So we're down in the basement. We're fighting scientists. We're fighting psychics. Yeah. I mean, that's really it. Eventually, you make it onto a floor where you encountered another sage. Oh, right. Gorm, our old friend. Gorm. And what does he say? Does he say anything memorable? Yeah. His
0: thing is that he is still kind of chasing the dream mist dream he says musharna is said to appear here its dream mist makes you see dreams but they are nothing but illusions the dreams you realize with your own abilities are the real dreams and that's actually like he's being pretty supportive yeah he's like let's put our let's let bygones be got bygones let's forget about the team plasma stuff now i'm like a a self-help coach like welcome to my like TEDx talk.
1: <laughs> the dreams you realize with your own abilities are the real dreams. Team Plasma is an MLM, so that's only a natural sort of pivot. <laughs> yeah, TEDx is all just uh, MLM <laughs> patrons. It's like what's my new scam?
0: <laughs> yeah, so Gorm uh, Gorm gives you an actual handy move, which is sword uh, oh, sword dance. Swords dance. Hell swords yeah. Dance. yeah.
1: Uh, which I immediately trained to Bisharp. Yeah, you also get a dream eater down here. Oh just God. on the floor. Someone, like this is a great. This one was very useful. One of the elite four, who is it?
0: The woman who has the sleepy moves. Um Caitlin. Oh yeah. Caitlin's Musharma had a dream eater and it, it took out one of my guys in one hit. <laughs> she put someone to sleep and then dream ate his dreams and <laughs> He died instantly. It was such a hard move. I really struggled with the Elite Four. We'll get to it later, but (laughs) the Elite Four gave me a lot of trouble.
1: Hey, man, I got out of there by the skin of my fucking yellow country (laughs) teeth as well. I mean, I took them on probably a dozen times before I finally beat them. Oh, shit. Okay. It wasn't that dark for me.
0: It was tough. I mean, I was underleveled. I eventually just had to get my levels up. Which they helped with.
1: I did a regimented schedule of every day that I was going seeking for these sages, I would also fly back to Nimbasa City, and I took on the big stadium and the small court. I cleared it every day for about, like, ten days in a row. Yep. Because it's lit now. I mean, there's, like, ten trainers in each one. They all have, like, level fucking 65 or up Pokemon. I got so much experience in there.
0: Yeah, they were reliable. So then we're done with the Dream Yard once again. And then we make our way to the Relic Castle way out in the uh, the Desert Resort, yeah. which is the next stop on our, our long journey to defeat all the Seven Sages. This one was a pain because it's not just like walk to a place and talk to a guy. It's like yeah. you have to go through all of the uh, Relic Castle again. And you have to figure out all the sand puzzles
1: yeah you have to make your way down to the very bottom of it
0: yeah obviously it's a it's a dungeon so like you're getting stopped by yamasks every
1: three steps oh i had max repel on i mean i did too but whole like time every now
0: and then you just it 50. sort of wears off and you're like why is so many yamasks attacking me but yeah you make your way down to the bottom and this seven sage is called ryoku yeah his whole thing is let's see, what what's his quote? <laughs> oh, his whole thing is he's here to catch Volcarona, which Volcarona. is a Volcarona. Um, Volcarona, which is a, a big uh, butterfly Pokemon. <laughs> Spicy moth. <laughs> so he says, I was planning to catch the Pokemon called Volcarona that lives in this relic castle and present it to Getzas. Volcarona. But the shadow triad said that Getzas has gone somewhere, right? It's like why are you asking me? I don't know. Like jail? Yeah. Do you mean jail? (laughs) Do we know if Getsis went somewhere?
1: We don't know where Getsis is.
0: The weird thing about this little like seven sage hunt that Looker sends you on is there's only five
1: (laughs) so far. Yeah, they're not all here yet.
0: But yeah, so then he fucks off too uh, and and leaves you to your own devices with regards to Volcarona. Mm -hmm. Who's in the next room over?
1: Volcarona.
0: I decided to go in and take on Volcarona. What about you?
1: I was intending to catch it, but it kept breaking out of balls, and I was like, I don't fuck this. I just killed it. I killed it. It's a
0: tough little mon. He knows a move called Quiver Dance, and once he gets a couple of those, like my Lilligant, Quiver Dance raises the user's special attack, special defense, and speed stats by one stage each.
1: It's sick. And he'll sit and drop it several times,
0: and you're just kind of scrambling to. Keep and up if you
1: it. let him get away with it, I mean, it's curtains. Yeah, it's, it's curtains. Your toast. your toast.
0: Um, yeah, he's tough. He also knows Silver Wind, which is a bug move. Heat Wave, which is a a pretty hoss fire move.
1: Heat Wave and Bug Buzz and are bug like Buzz. extremely good moves of their respective categories, fire and bug. Right. So if you let this thing get out of control, which it started to. In my game, and I was like, my team's just going to fucking die. I'm not going to run it. I ran it in my original playthrough, but my team has already been doing well. Right. I killed it. I brought he's in... He's tough. He's tough. And I he, just he's... brought in Archie Ops, and I fucking rock slide on that thing and just killed it. I caught it. I don't know why. I just well did. Well done. Well, it comes with the silver powder, which is also nice.
0: Yeah, except I don't have a bug Pokemon, so what am I supposed to do with silver powder?
1: Well, it's it's a bug I guess it's not inanimate at all. It's not inanimate.
0: It's just a bug. (laughs) Yeah. He's also level 70, which at this point is pretty high.
1: Yeah, I think I was level like 58 to maybe 62 at this point. But he's also, he's
0: like one of those Pokemon that requires being on like a sliver of red health before he'll even think about staying in a Pokeball. Oh, yeah. So it's just kind of a pain. I don't know why I bothered.
1: I mean, I'm impressed that you even caught it. I gave up. I don't need it. And what am I going to do with it? You know?
0: I think in my mind, I was like, well, if I ever want to run like an all legendaries team, it's a, it's a,
1: maybe it'd be nice to have Volcarona. It's not a legendary, but pseudos, whatever. I guess this is probably obvious, but it's probably my favorite like bug type. Oh,
0: really? Not even Sizor?
1: No, Sizor probably is. You're right. My favorite bug type
0: is, I was trying to think of the funniest one, but they're all pretty dumb. So
1: I also really like Orbeetle, which is in uh sword and shield. So we're far away from that.
0: Oh, I like Heracross actually, even though I've decided. Oh yeah, that you
1: really like Heracross.
0: Yeah, I've decided I'm done with fighting type Pokemon, but I do like Heracross. So anyway, you kill it or you capture it, and then you're out. And then you're out. And then, of course, then then you have to like journey through the rest of. You have to like find the back exit to Castle. Which has you going like through a long route, constantly being attacked by your masks and Why then, like, didn't you just escape rope, man? because mi- I don't carry escape ropes. What am I Whoa. made out of escape ropes?
1: Uh, <laughs> yeah. I am.
0: I've never I, I don't have think like
1: six hundred thousand
0: dollars sitting around. I don't think I purchased an escape rope. If I had any, it was some that I just found in the wild. Like I don't think about escape ropes until it's too God, late. You until you you're at the bottom them. level of the fucking relic castle and you have to make your way up a thousand stairs just to get back to the surface
1: yeah this one would have been really dark without an escape rope so i'm sorry for you
0: the other thing that happens in relic castle here is uh back at the the top level out on uh, out on the desert resort uh all of the darmanitan statues (laughs) yeah that are kind of posted up in front of the entrance to relic castle yeah uh they're all in zen mode and um Juniper. Juniper comes out. Professor Juniper comes out and she's like, hey, check these out. They look like statues, but they're not. They're Pokemon. If you give them one of these rage candy bars, it will wake them up. But she's like, these Darmanitans have been here for countless years. Like they've, right. they pre-exist modern civilization and they were here before the Relic Castle was even built. And it's like, okay, well now I'm going to wake one up and kill it. <laughs> Is that what you want? That's what I did. I woke it up. It's like, oh, I'm so sleepy. It's like, well, now you have to battle me, a child, and I'm going to kill you. And I'm going to kill you. I should have caught it. I was running a Darmanitan you for a have long a time. Oh, I know, right, but it does not have, have the mode. Zen
1: mode. Oh, shit. Yeah, these are freebies.
0: I should have caught it and like had a cool Zen mode. God, Darmanitan. yeah,
1: that was another option for you.
0: Sorry, Darmanitan. Rest in pedals. Two more. Seven sages left. Joshua, where did you head next? Tell me.
1: I went... Up After this break. Two, yeah.
0: <laughs> Joshy, welcome back. Bug catchers, welcome back.
1: Tanny, welcome back.
0: The next sage we are hunting down, Taken style, like uh, Qui-Gon Jin in Taken, is our old friend Zinzolin. That one I
1: don't remember.
0: <laughs> he's, he's right where we left him in... Trainer Clay's capable hands, uh, yeah. <laughs> who, of course, just let him go, and he stayed in the Sub-Zero meat locker. Yeah, he just stayed hanging <laughs> in out. cold uh, storage. Getting hypothermia. His quote is, right now, I'm shivering. I'm suffering, but I'm alive. It's like, hey, man, w- w- <laughs> you, you could have left. You could have gone You anywhere. don't have to be here. You didn't have to be in the cold storage. You didn't have to be in the meat locker but he insisted
1: so i took a photo of this actually because i was pretty mesmerized with this insulin he's really dark yeah his preamble is the experience of joy and suffering are a vital part of being alive <laughs> gets sort of... gave me the sensation of being truly alive and then i think he goes into but now i'm shivering i'm <laughs> suffering but I'm alive. Jesus, <laughs> like, my
0: chemical romance. Christ. Hey.
1: Yeah, maybe maybe join Interpol, man. <laughs> <laughs> he
0: is, I think, the silliest looking of all the seven sages, from what I'm seeing on Bulbapedia. He's got this absurdly big coat. He looks like Baron Harkonnen.
1: Oh, this guy's a joke.
0: Yeah, you're right. He's got like his like inflating like hover suit on. Yeah. So he gives you hone claws, which is like, yeah Fine move, I guess. Or it's I don't even it's it's I don't a care. useless move. It's stupid. no
1: not interested.
0: Uh and then Looker of course comes in and snatches him up and sends him off to the Guantanamo <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or whatever the Unova equivalent Guantanamo is.
1: Rikers. <laughs> yeah, Rikers. <laughs> it's just that's not the, funny, Rikers needs to be shut down.
0: Just off the coast of uh whatever that town is that's supposed to be New York. Castilia. Castilia. Um, yeah, that's not as funny. Rikers should be shut down, yeah, and all prisons should be reformed. as should the entire criminal justice system. Sorry, agree One last sage, Joshua, for us to hunt down. He's the hardest sage because he has two little cronies with him, yeah, who try to fuck you up.
1: Plus, we get to go back to the laborious, the notorious charge stone cave,
0: yeah. Bronius is the seventh, the seventh, well, the fifth of five, of seven sages at the bottom of this cave. Yeah. After you, you do plenty of crystal pushing. I couldn't even remember the mechanic. It was like, there's all sorts I of know, crystals you can a, push. Stump me for a second, too. You have to push the crystals towards other crystals, which I couldn't remember for the life of me. But eventually, I managed to get down to Bronius. Bronius seems to be, he's in a weird situation because he's, he's both the most aggressive because he has two plasma grunts who pop out
1: and battle you right he summons them as soon as you interact with them but he's also sort of the most like he is the quickest to abandon the principles of
0: team plasma he says those who left team plasma and are behaving with respect and understanding towards pokemon them i forgive however those who won't interact with pokemon in a kind and honest way Even I will never forgive them. So it seems like he's ready to kind of give up on Team Plasma. Oh, so he was a hack. But he still sends two Team Plasma grunts after you. So, I don't know. Make up your mind,
1: Bronius. Bronius is kind of a cool name, though, right? Cool story, Bronius. Cool story, Bronius. Is that something? Maybe. I think so. Yeah, Yeah. sure. So, yeah,
0: and and that's the seven sages that we were able to catch so far. There's a whole chunk of map. That we have yet to unlock.
1: Yeah, like a third of the east side of the map. We're we in the post game.
0: <laughs> like nine out of 10 people who've played this game have never seen like a full third of the map. Right. Isn't that wild? And like even us, we've now done like an additional whatever, like 10 hours of playing after beating the Elite Four.
1: Yeah, I'm at like 62 hours, I think now.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And we still haven't seen that third. I mean, this app. is
1: easily going to be, Bug Catchers, uh, this is easily going to be our record-setting level game. Oh, I think so.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like,
1: we're not even done, and we've already got a couple of Mon that are in the 70s, so. Yep, yep. It's gonna well, be we, I don't one. think we've ever breached 70s. Man, it's a hot one, as they say. Yeah. Matchbox. Uh, Rob Thomas and uh,
0: uh, Santana. Uh, Santana. Rob Thomas and Santana, yeah. Yeah. All that's left to do is hunt down those last seven sages. Obviously, we're going to need to go find Gatsis and I don't even know who the seventh sage is. Giallo.
1: Giallo. Oh, we met Giallo. I'm doing the Italian sign.
0: Um, Can you be racist towards Italian people?
1: I don't think so. Okay. Have I ever told the story of how in... Do I want to tell this? We'll see how it lands. (laughs) (laughs) I... In high school, started a... I'm going to
0: do a loud clap here, just so whoever's editing it can
1: use this as a cut point. (laughs) Okay, go ahead. In high school, I started the Great Britain Club. And that Uh was spelled with... That was C-L-U-B-B-E. Yeah, it's funny. Because I was starting to learn about British history, and... I thought that it was messed up that we had French club, Spanish club, Japanese club. I was like, how about Great British Club? Oh, boy, Josh. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, I got actually a couple dozen members. And we would just hang out and, like, drink tea. And, I mean, that's it. Yeah, Like, that was our whole thing. But then I decided to declare a seven days war on French club. (laughs) And it was a food drive. So it's still, it's good. Yeah, it's for a good cause. I declared this war on them, and I said, whoever gets more donations in seven days is the superior club, a.k.a. country, because it's the UK versus France. So, of course. And I crushed them. We
0: crushed them. Yeah. Of course. I think the French club isn't going to do any good work. No,
1: of course. They always lose. Yeah. And uh, the... One of the most predominant, like, French teacher, Miss a oh, Very French name. She, yeah. <laughs> um. She called me in. Like, I didn't take French. I took Spanish. She called me into her class. It was like the Hague. You were being, like, called <laughs> yeah. in for, like, war crimes. And she goes, uh, so I know that, you know, we were all just raising food for a good cause, but, like... It's pretty racist of you to be singling out the French. And I was like, what are you talking about? Yeah, crack a history book, lady. France and French and British are not a race. It's an ethnicity. So this is not racist. At least you weren't colonizing. Not like that. She really didn't like that. Other clubs,
0: you know, like sending your members to go like, Take over Spanish Club.
1: Oh yeah, I wasn't trying to like. That would have been
0: the real British tradition. Forcefully
1: set up a trade port on Japanese Club. You know, this the like, sun this never sets like, on the on the British Club. Britain versus France. That's fine. Yeah, that's totally. fine. She that's hated a, it. But as a tail, I won. Time I won.
0: Uh, good, good, Josh. <laughs> yeah, Josh is is constantly testing the boundaries of what can be racist. <laughs> and this week it was can you pretend to be British and be uh, bigoted towards French people? And not? apparently the answer is yes. Yeah. So, you know who's a big Churchill fan? Me? Like you. Aside from you, you know who's a big Churchill fan?
1: Don't say Boris Johnson. I mean, probably, right? No, he, he is, unfortunately. I imagine most British people are. Yeah.
0: Uh, ben Shapiro.
1: Oh, God.
0: <laughs> I didn't know that. So that's kind of who really you're throwing not. in with.
1: You you have to bring that into... Bring him into this?
0: That's who you're throwing in with is <sighs> Shapiro. Um, he's also a big Star Wars fan, which I love. So you're not alone in your
1: discomfort. Does he like Jar Jar? Does anyone? <laughs> well, you. <laughs> Besides me. <laughs> Jar Jar is sort of the Neville Chamberlain of the Star Wars universe.
0: Yeah i was recording with someone the other day i've recorded so many podcasts this week that i now don't remember who it was or whether or not you were on the call with me
1: yeah tanner was humble bragging about how he recorded like seven podcasts this past week but
0: someone saw the jar jar posters in my um studio here and they were like oh i love that you have a big jar jar poster behind you and a uh, oh no you Oh were that there was were, i choose yeah, you yeah <laughs> was, yeah i choose you they're like, I love the big Jar Jar poster, and I love that I think Jeremy. all you have under it is like a Weezer poster. And I was like, oh, it's not a Weezer poster. It's also a Jar Jar poster. <laughs> Misa. It says Misa. <laughs> and that was a gift from me. Yeah, that was a gift from you. Yeah. The Jar Jar wall is looking pretty empty. I'm going to have to get another piece of art. Well, Christmas is coming up. At some point, that sound baffling is going to be so covered in Jar Jar posters that it's not even going to function as sound baffling anymore, because it's a whole wall of like foam egg
1: crate i think you need at least two more so that your head is over here yeah yeah Yeah, i think so but probably ideally you need six so that there's two behind your head as well right right. so it looks like a real looks like i'm living in a used space sort of like exactly star
0: wars that's what lucas always said it's a used universe sure
1: So the next thing, speaking of challenging conversations, uh, is Challenger's Cave.
0: Challenger's Cave, yeah. It has now been unlocked. It's it's on Route 9 right across from the big department store. Shopping
1: Mall 9.
0: Yep. Previously, there was a black belt there keeping you from getting in. Right. And now he has moved out of the way, so you can get in there. It has a flash kind of mechanic to it when you enter God, yeah. You're sort of just surrounded
1: by a little ball of light. And so here's something I would say, going back to like probably the first episode of the season, with the TMs being able to be reused that you were complaining about. Yeah. Flash and Rock Smash being able to be reused is great because I just threw Flash on uh, Behem.
0: Isn't he one of your final team?
1: Yeah, but... Now he just has Flash on him? You still have to go take on the Elite Four. Yeah, but what I'm saying is... His other move is Thunderbolt that I replaced it with, and Thunderbolt is a TM as well. Oh, right. That's so the nice thing about TM. So I just Flash on him can... for Challenger's Cave, yeah, and then I just great. taught Thunderbolt to him again as soon as I got the fuck out of there. That's great. That makes the, the reusable TM thing yeah, that's so great. justifiable.
0: That's so much fun, because you, like, you could have a whole different moveset depending on the situation. Now I'm fully on board with reusable tms hell yeah you know what else i realized this journey is i had collected what? so much shit in my like inventory that i was like oh i have to go clear i don't like why am i still carrying around a leaf stone you know like i have no use for this oh yeah i found a leaf stone on the floor randomly in challenger's cave i know
1: <laughs> like i don't need it more of these
0: so i was like i'm gonna go dump these leaf stones in in my box there is no item box no you have an infinite bag you have an infinite bag and they don't even let
1: you like clear inventory i mean i guess you could sell it or drop it. i actually i mean it, i prefer to have an infinite inventory of course but like i like to keep a clean bag i like yeah I, it's a mess it's hard to have i don't know where fucking anything is yeah plus you get all of those like which i just started selling the little like Ice gem and ground oh, yeah. gem or whatever. So that's the thing about it, it. So like let's power let's up take a step back. Move.
0: Challenger's Cave is Yeah, yeah. It's it's filled with high level trainers who you can come and like grind on.
1: They're all like I think minimum level 62. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and above.
0: Yeah, there's just a ton of high level trainers here. You need you need flash, you need uh, I don't think I had rock smash. You need surf. It's just surf and
1: um flash.
0: And they all have previous gen Pokémon.
1: Uh, I don't know if that's exclusively true. Yeah, we did get the national decks uh, from what's his face, looker, the Elder Juniper. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah he yeah. showed up in November, yeah I think, as well.
0: So yeah, there's just a bunch of dudes in here, and you you go, and there's a bunch of items. And now that we have the national decks, previous gen Pokemon are
1: starting to show up again. It made my sweetie choice complex because. I've been trying to only honor Gen 5 Mon. Sure, sure. But yeah. there were a lot of sweeties. Dratini, there's a Jigglypuff. Oh, right. And they're all bouncing around. Oh, yeah, they look good. Looking jolly. They look good in these these updates. I did not select them. Updated graphics and
0: sprites, but. Yeah. The other thing that's in Challenger's Cave is a bunch of items, tons of items. Uh, you pick up Stone Edge, which is a pretty good. Hell Yeah move there's some rare candies there's like vitamins like proteins and stuff like that there's a black belt in here which is i guess sort of useful
1: yeah power up for fighting moves
0: yep and then there are these gems right is it here that we picked up all these gems
1: well they show up in caves randomly when you get a little dust cloud and it's either like right a drill burr or or a a gem. gem or a leaf stone fucking apparently
0: God, now I can't remember how they work. It's you give it to a Pokemon. It's a held item. Let's say you pick up a bug gem, you give it to a bug Pokemon, and the first time that bug Pokemon uses a bug move, it's one and a half times effective. I think so. It just boosts one move one time. So it's not like the most useful thing
1: in the world. It's a not worth it as far as i'm concerned
0: they're everywhere you can as long as you keep bumping into those dust clouds which i did because i wanted to battle pokemon and gain experience you're you're pretty likely to get one of those one of those gems yeah so that's challenger cave once you're done with that like you you just see your way out it's it's only three levels it's not a huge facility yeah it's pretty i'm pretty sure that if you didn't want to train flash to a pokemon you don't have to Like, you could probably get through this entire thing with just a little... Could have made it. ...little ring of light around you. From there, Josh, we're kind of done, at least for this week. The only other thing is we have to go activate Alder, who we lost track of after his defeat at the hands of N. We haven't technically beaten the Elite Four yet. We have to take on the champion, and the champion is Alder, so... Right. He is waiting atop... Celestial Tower outside of Mr. Alton, and you have a little conversation with him. He rings a bell, I think. There's a big bell on top of Celestial Tower. Well,
1: we should also say this is when you learn about thunderous and Tornadus. And oh,
0: right, yes, God, tornados kept bugging the shit out of me. This is the
1: Stewart International <laughs> Airport where it's raining all the time. Yeah, it's in the middle of nowhere, and when you're like trying to go up to Celestial Tower. It starts like flashing on the screen and like pouring rain more than normal, and then this old woman pulls you into like that safe house, yeah, where normally you can heal when you when we were training out here, right. And then she's like, "Whoa, would you like would you like to have some tea?" And we're like, "Well, I don't think I really have a What choice is this British here? club? <laughs> yeah, what is this Great Britain club?" And uh, she tells you a story about you know what fucking whatever
0: so many legendaries in this game <laughs> they're just like they just keep them coming thunderous here's like, two new ones thunderous and tornadus there's a third one too um so does your game have thunderous and mine has tornadus or it does
1: both games i think we have all of both them. games
0: have both oh, okay
1: they act like the legendary dogs you where, can sort of in hunt gen them 2 where they run around there was a
0: fun little segment here after you talk to that lady you go back outside and it's still really storming
1: and Landorus is the third one
0: Tornadus comes down from the sky and like taunted me he's like come get me he's like oh a yeah genie guy and then he flies off again so i didn't i didn't bother hunting down tornadoes or thunderous did you
1: no i don't care are they good of course they're so ugly Tornadus is so ugly i'm just <laughs> not gonna use any of them and i agree that they're ugly What's, what's thunders look like? I don't remember. The forces of nature is what they are, which is fun.
0: Oh, you you know, the three forces of nature, thunder, tornadoes, and land.
1: <laughs> uh, one of these things is not like the others. Yeah. <laughs> they all look the exact same. They all just have different colorways. But they're... Th- therian yeah the therian form how do you activate a therian form i don't know i've never used any of these fucking things reveal glass Ugh. why are you making it so complicated pokemon company <laughs> i don't need all this no to care this. about this thing
0: i think the only one that has a cool therian form is
1: Landorus. Oh, I like. This is kind of a big lion. I like Tornadus, the bird.
0: Oh, the Tornadus is a bird Although that has, it has a bra, a bra on. on. <laughs>
1: I don't like that. Okay. It's a bird wearing a bra. <laughs> and that's Josh's favorite. Yeah. And also, it's got a little, like, vagina. Well, they're all. It says specifically this is interesting all male legendary trio. So well, they're drag queens.
0: Little, it's got a little vulva or something. Mulva? <laughs> Now that you've confronted Alder, he's like, good job defeating N. Come come, take on the Elite Four again. They're going to be much harder this time. Yeah. Let's talk about our teams. In level check? Level check. That's my thing, saying it like I know, that. but you said the name of the thing, <laughs> so then I, our roles were reversed.
1: How about you kick it off? I, I want to see if you maybe made any more changes, because you've been known for that this season.
0: Thought about it, really, really considered it. Um, and now that we have access to the national decks, I thought there was maybe some potential talent from previous
1: generations. Oh, you were thinking about importing from national decks. Wow.
0: But I didn't. I kept the same team. Garbage, Garbador, level 70. Nice. Nazca Lines, Sigalith, level 69. Sorry, that's nice. that's nice. That's nice. That's the sex number. That's nice. Gears, Clinklang, level 69. Nice. Candle chandelure level 69 nice did some work on chandelure i think i've got it in shape i think i've got it in the the fighting condition i wanted in i had to do some some move swapping on it but chess piece bisharp level 71 i think chess piece is my my ringer i hate that thing yeah he's my ringer he's he's the only good pokemon even
1: just some like baseball player in nimbasa has a is sharp and like that thing it's was tough. fucking running roughshod over my team yeah it's tough so this is troubling unless you have a fire
0: pokemon which apparently everyone fucking does
1: well i don't and i will be getting flamethrower as a tm after this
0: we are gonna battle
1: tonight so we'll see
0: we'll see how i do
1: yeah i, I think i could potentially be in trouble tonight but i think you always
0: say that and then you trounce me and our levels are completely uh there's a lot of parity
1: between our levels yeah we're almost the same ice cream vanilla level 68 what about joshua joshua who has named all of his pokemon after seinfeld characters which if you're in you're listening to this episode i mean what you, do you must do? know that by now you have to know this unless you're one of those freaks who's like
0: discovers a new <laughs> podcast and you're like oh i'm gonna work my way backwards through the podcast jesus people do that and it's like that's bananas. No way. You're a psychopath. Cuckoo bananas. If you're listening to this and you're doing that right now, you're a psychopath. Get out of here. You need to go to the police station and turn yourself
1: in. Looker will lock you up. Yeah. So Jerry, Samarat, don't love it, but, you know, traps. Yeah. Level 68. Sunk cost fallacy. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, Elaine, doing her little kicks as Lilligant, level 69. Mm -hmm. Uncle Leo, crocodile level 70. Someone's crocodile.
0: Who was it? Uh, what's this, dickhead? Grimsley's crocodile. Oh
1: boy, <laughs> Grimsley's crocodile almost ended me. Wow, well, that's a good sign for me. Yeah. Oh, actually, we have a similar move set, which I will be talking about. Your crocodile has always been my death blow. Yeah, that thing has kind of been my MVP. Nothing I can
0: do against that thing.
1: I guess I would say because we're almost at the end of the series. Uh, I've only run two of these Pokemon before. So I've been very impressed, which is Samurat and Electric. Okay, I've been very impressed with everyone in general. Me too. You're crocodile, especially. I was shitting all over it for like the first half of the season, but tough little, tough little alligator. And yeah. Plus, I think you were wrong. I mean, I think it's cool. Like, I think it's fun. It's like sassy. Mm, okay. Anyway, Kramer, Electric, level sixty-seven. Yuck. George, Archieops, love this thing. Level yeah, sixty-nine. Yum. yum, yum. That one is. I think probably my favorite Pokemon on the team though. Real cutie, cool moves. You pick up Earthquake in Relic Castle, so it knows Earthquake now as well. Okay. And then Jay Peterman, BHM level 69.
0: Yucky Josh, uh, let's talk about the Elite Four. All right. I texted you the other day and said, I'm a little worried. This is probably three days ago. I said, I'm a little worried that I'm not gonna be able to beat the Elite Four before Friday. Yeah, you were very concerned. And I think it's just because my team is bad, through no fault of my own, except I'm bad at Pokemon, um, But and I also set up this arbitrary constraint for myself.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think that's probably a, a, a stronger yeah, argument there. But
0: I did I did a little leveling, and I finally beat the Elite Four. Um, let me tell you about my journey. I took on Chantal first. Okay. I decided to get Chantal and Grimsley out of the way because I thought that they would be the most difficult being... Ghost type
1: and dark type. Well, I think Chantal was my biggest problem. Was she? Uh, previously, previously, and again, again. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to leap ahead. I will. I'll give you the precursor of my summary, which is just that every single one of them, other than uh, who's the fighting one, Marshall. Marshall. Every single one of them, other than Marshall, got me down to one. Mon. yeah 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 they're they're tough and it was like i'm resurrecting pokemon to just fucking stay alive and kill them all of the pokemon are at least level 70 right oh i think i think 71 is the mana. yeah 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 so yeah. they get it pretty
0: tough chantal burned through a lot of my which is pokemon.
1: the ghost one
0: and i came in with what i felt like was a ton of revives i think probably like 30 revives. Me too. And just in my battle with Chantal, I went through all of them. All but like <laughs> all but like three. I was like, I need to hold on to at least a few Jesus revives. And then got out of the battle with Chantal with one Pokemon dead and five active. And I was like, Well, what the fuck am I supposed to do now? Like, I can't take on the rest of the Elite Four and Alder with five Pokemon. But that's exactly what I did, Joshua. And three revives. Are you serious? Yeah,
1: that's great.
0: It took forever. It was just like grinding it out and like constantly. So swapping. you didn't white
1: out. You you just you managed to I pull mean, it? I mean, I white it there? out.
0: I white it out two dozen times oh, before okay. I
1: finally got to this point. But yeah,
0: I finally I finally managed to take everyone on. The real MVP was Toxic Spikes. Yeah, dropping Toxic Spikes just meant it was like in a war of attrition. All I had to do was survive, and their Pokemon. All came in. I mean, with some notable exceptions
1: like Steel Type, who are immune, and Flying Type, who have Levitate. They're just unaffected by Ground moves. They don't have Levitate. Sure, sure, sure. They won't. Ha- they 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 will not interact with spikes. Yeah. But everyone came in poisoned. So
0: I just had to like wait it out for the most part. I had tons of of full restores and and um uh,
1: max heals. Oh, max potion.
0: Max potion. yeah, Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I had tons of those. So you know, that's just kind of poisoning everyone and then healing every turn is what got me through most of the elite four. <laughs> after Chantal took out all my revives and Vanillux. yeah. And then from there, it was all kind of like not. I would not say smooth sailing. I would say extremely rocky, rough seas sailing. Uh, except for to your point, Marshall, who was a cakewalk.
1: <laughs> yeah, that one was like Archie Ops one hit KO. <laughs> Uh, acrobatics on every single one of them. Yeah. So let me say something. Yeah. You know who I decided that Joshi Sweetie is? Ooh, someone who Marshall had? Yeah. Who? Hm. I wanted to keep running with Gen Five Mons, so I've decided that Mine Mean oh. Mean Shao Mine Chow. Yeah, that's Joshi Sweetie. <clears throat> It's sort of like a Kung Fu ferret, right? Yeah, I think Kung Fu ferret is exactly right. Yeah. It's yeah. got its floppy, weird, long arms. Mayan Shao's
0: cool. I like Mayan Shao. I don't think Mayan Fu is very cool. No. But I think Mayan Shao's cool. It's like a sassy, like, cat ferret. Although I think of all of um Marshall's Pokemon, Mayan Shao is probably one of the easier ones, too. Well, yeah. They're all easy. Yeah. Yeah, Bisharp helped me get through a lot of this as a Dark-type Pokemon. He was obviously very good at taking out Caitlyn, especially. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I, Caitlyn didn't give me a lot of trouble either. Marshall and Caitlyn were two of the easy ones. Um, and weirdly, Alder. Like, I didn't have much trouble with Alder. I
1: actually... I had Crocodile out, and I was like, all right. I had a couple of revives or something, but I was like, I gotta get, just give it a shot. Yeah. If I resurrect someone, they're gonna get killed anyway. Uh, And it was my Crocodile up against his Volcarona. Oh, right. And I was down at like, I don't know, a third hit points or something. And I taught, I re-taught, rather, uh, Crocodile Outrage because I deleted strength with a heart scale from the move family earlier in this before I went in. Because I was like, I can't have strength in this fucking thing. And I need a dragon counter. But I knew that the other moves weren't going to be as effective, so I just dropped an outrage.
0: Yeah, yeah,
1: and killed it. He doesn't have that many Dragon type Pokemon, does he? He has Dreadigan. Dreadigan. The reason that Crocodile was out was that I just killed Dreadigan.
0: Oh yeah, he's got a few Pokemon who are who are pretty useless, including
1: Bufalant. Yeah, who. I
0: guess, like, Bouffalon had Stone Edge and Earthquake, which are both annoying.
1: Accelgor was a joke. I happened to open with Archie Ops because I was coming off Marshall. Yeah. So, you know, it Excel just said... is a joke. <laughs> yeah. Bouffalon no. Escavalier is sort of a joke. I taught Brick Break to Electric, so Bouffalon was a one hit. And, of course, is a joke. If you have... Vanillux is pretty good against me. Was he? My... Pokemon that have Earthquake are also susceptible to Vandalux. So right. that's a hint for you.
0: Well let me let me hop back real quick because there's a Pokemon on Grimsley's team that I feel like I should Oh yeah. Did you not address really quickly because it was my Did you not barf this week? You make me barf Pokemon of the Week. Yeah. It was Scrafty. What's the pre-evolution of Scrafty called? Scraggy, we talked about. I don't think I've ever made Scraggy and you make-me-barf Pokemon, even though I don't think I like Scraggy. I don't like Scraggy. But well, How could you? Scrafty is so much worse. They're pulling up their little pants, and that's their—that's a skin they've molted off? Yeah, that's right. Ugh, I, don't, I think they're, and it's dark fighting. I just think they're so ugly. I really don't like it either. Little mohawk. To be honest. Their little flappy skin hanging everywhere. Yuck. And like dumb eyes. Yeah, and like little like mouth breather mouth, like. (laughs) Yeah, Um, yeah. I don't like Scrafty. That's me. You made me barf. Pokemon
1: of the week, and of course, Grimsley. I like that the the (laughs) Bulbapedia is just Scrafty appears to be based on a lizard. Yeah, fucking no shit. Yeah, no duh. I do hate that mohawk
0: too. <laughs> Scraffy appears to be based on a lizard. Oh, yeah. With its red spike mohawk, molted skin pants, and hoodie, Scraffy also seems to encapsulate stereotypes of various urban youth subcultures uh-oh. of the past several decades, namely hip hop and punk. Oh,
1: uh oh. <laughs> Begging be to be canceled. Yeah. Yeah, it puts pants and hoodie in quotes. <laughs> uh, Scare quotes. Yikes. Yeah. Um, so
0: yeah, Scrafty is my, my you make me barf Pokemon of the week. Joshua, we flipped a coin, it came up tails, but we thought, why the fuck not? It's Friday night, baby. It's Friday night, let's get in there, let's battle, huh? Yeah. So we're gonna go bug catchers, mash our Pokemon together in Pokemon Showdown, and we will be back with the results of the first battle. Joshua, congratulations in advance. Jesus. Bug catchers, I will see you in a few
1: minutes. Round one fight. Joshi. Hello. Hey.
0: Don't don't do that.
1: Hello. 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 Hello, there. Hello. 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 From Uncle Leo. Yeah, it was it
0: felt <laughs> like the match was going my way for the first few mon. Yeah. I was pretty handily getting through your team, weren't I? Well, Bisharp specifically. You open with
1: Garbador, and I opened with Beheem, because I predicted you would do that, and I thought I would go first and just psychic you to death.
0: Which you eventually But Garbador did.
1: goes first, and you still get the fucking toxic spikes out, which yeah. is a nightmare, and then I killed you in one hit. Right. But then you bring out Bisharp, and the Sharp Bisharp was running managed to get shot. a
0: swords dance off while you were switching, which is nice, yeah. but then he also used guillotine on On uh, on Archie which is
1: one of my ringers. Like you, you with a thirty percent chance, you one hit KO'd my second, if not number one, strongest Mon.
0: Yep. But then you brought in your ringer, Uncle Leo. (laughs)
1: Uncle Leo, hello,
0: crocodile. There's literally nothing I can do against this guy. He then Uncle Leo. One hit KO'd my entire team. I could not team. believe
1: this. Actually, this Mon is fucking. You just
0: chewed. You chewed
1: through my team. I, I mean, it was like a joke. He ended up with a 3.5 times attack because of Moxie. Yeah, Moxie is so good.
0: Yeah, there was nothing I could do again against After, him. In fact,
1: so he came out one hit KO'd Bisharp. Then you brought out. Uh, oh, I tried
0: to do another oh, Sigilift,
1: but then I did Crunch. One hit KO. I thought I could maybe hypnotize or hypnosis you with Sigilif, but you of course went first. Crunch, one hit KO, and then you brought in Vanilux, Earthquake, one hit KO, and then you brought in
0: Clink Clang Vanilux, my plan was Sheer Cold, which is another one hit KO
1: move. And then Chandelure, Earthquake one hit KO. Yeah. I just couldn't I couldn't do anything. And you did poison me with the toxic spikes, but But. (laughs) I have Shell Bell. So, it's also regaining all of my hit points. Just about all of the missing poison. I love damage. this thing, Crocodile. And you've been making fun of it for the whole season. It's a hell of a little mon. In fact, you and I discussed
0: after you literally chewed through my entire team in five moves that we're not even going to battle again because the second Crocodile comes out, I'm just toast. So, yeah. Hats off to you, Joshua. Hats off to you, Crocodile. You are the superior Pokemon pokemon and pokemon champion thank you what a little mon huh right crocodile who would have thought? tough tough ass little mon uncle leo I, sh- I probably
1: should have trained something that would have been better against him but i didn't you not having a grass or water type right it's kind of a glaring error i would well say. and like
0: all of my pokemon are either susceptible to
1: your dark moves or your ground moves <laughs> yeah <laughs> i don't have a single pokemon who's uh-huh. not Crocodile has a super effective move against every single one of your Pokemon. So...
0: Yeah, so all you need to do is... That's a problem for
1: you that you might want to think about for our last episode next week. Yeah.
0: All you need to do is crunch an earthquake. Maybe I'll bring Cotton... Cotton Cottony back... Or, uh... Or, Whimsy Scott back. I gave you a pass on that
1: episodes ago.
0: Well, and I... I, I Like, I no longer have any excuses because
1: Bisharp is like... Just a guy. Bisharp is fucking <laughs> sick. Yeah, there's no way that thing's an inanimate object. Oh yeah, no, you you've given up. You might as well like you know. Obviously, you'd have to yeah. throw. I'm a I'm gonna bunch come time back next it. week with uh, with Reshiram and Volcarona. I could potentially regret telling you this, but Ferrothorn is a very good option for you.
0: I don't want to train that thing's so low level. I'd have to train it like
1: crazy. Plus, it's ugly, but yeah. it is grass and steel that helps you out in a couple of ways. <laughs>
0: Alright Joshua, congratulations. Bug catchers, thank you for joining us this week on the podcast. We'll be back next week and we'll be chasing waterfalls um with our old friend, David Sims.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Please do join us for the last episode of the season. Next week we'll we'll tie up all the loose ends. Uh then get your carts ready now or get oh, your yeah. eBay accounts ready now because we are going to be playing
1: <laughs> and get your credit cards ready more get, uh, yeah, importantly because we we've, we've created <laughs> a We've created a, a false Actually, market. this one's not that bad. I got the case with the manual and the cart because I am a psycho. Oh, but
0: you're such a precious baby. You need all that kind yeah. of stuff. But
1: I got all that for 50 bucks. Oh, that's not too so bad. So if you just get a cart, you know, it's probably like 20 And the
0: game we're talking about is Pokemon Ranger.
1: Yes. <laughs> which we have not yet said. Specifically, we will be playing Pokemon Ranger Shadows of Elmia. And we'll be doing it in three or four episodes. We're not really sure, but no more than that. So we'll tell you the first episode will be going through the first four missions and going from there.
0: If you're not into the interstitials, you can just wait a few weeks. But if you are, go pick up your your Pokemon Ranger cart. After that, I think it's... Are we doing Black and White 2? Oh, Oh, yeah. And then it's Black and White 2. We'll have to figure out a fun gimmick for
1: that because it's not quite a remake. It's the only direct sequel Right, but it's still a new game, so we're gonna have it's to a discuss new whether game. or not it's we a new story. Do... But
0: it's it's still you know, but we're just gonna be in in the same place, so yeah, we
1: might want to do something a little spicy. It might not be Nuzlocke, but we'll probably go with some kind of fun atypical rules. If we do not do Nuzlocke, I will guarantee that I'm going to do some dumb theme.
0: What about um, favorites? What if we what if we import some of our old teammates? Oh, from from yeah. previous gens. we definitely
1: can do that at this point that might be fun that might be a little spicy
0: or eggs maybe we, we start with our starter and then we create eggs from all of our old favorites
1: brie van der would certainly enjoy yeah. that that could be fun that could be spicy we'll figure it out before we do that
0: but we have a few weeks because we have ranger on the horizon so joshua thank you for joining me bug catchers thank you for joining us please do follow us on social media at exp on Twitter and on Instagram and do follow the bugcatchers, subreddit, subreddit.com slash r slash bugcatchers.
1: That's right, it's usually my thing. But wait, did I say yeah, subreddit.com? Subreddit.
0: That's why I dot redditcom do slash r slash bugcatchers. Okay.
1: Yeah, you did it okay. Anything else? Merch. <laughs> yeah, and you could also support us by buying our merch at exp share merch dot com. Joshua, Bob Kendridge. Goodbye. I'll smell you good later.